you're listening to West Virginia Talk, bringing you the best of West Virginia information. We cover the counties with a fresh approach, helping you to understand the history, places to eat, and things to do. Without further ado, here's your host. Hi, everyone. Welcome. It's West Virginia Talk. I'm James. I'm Jerry. This is Berkeley County, part number two. This is episode five overall. So uh, let's get into this, Jerry. We're going to be talking about Berkeley County past, present, and future, um, some uh, places to visit, and some local events coming up as well. I'm super excited about it, James. Um, I tell you what, how about you tell us where Berkeley County is located within the state? Well, you have three counties at the tip of the eastern panhandle, and it's sandwiched in the middle there, Jefferson County to the right, or east, rather, and then uh, Morgan County to the left. So Berkeley County right there in the middle of that tip, and then I-81 runs right through Martinsburg, down through Inwood, and into Virginia. Okay. And when was the county created? 1772. <laughs> May 1772 by Act of House of Burgesses from northern third of Frederick County, Virginia. Now, it separated from Virginia in during the Civil War, but it didn't join West Virginia with the rest of West Virginia. West Virginia was created 1863. Uh, Berkeley and Jefferson didn't join West Virginia until West Virginia took Virginia to the Supreme Court. Oh, wow. Because they didn't they didn't want to be part of that, you know, state, that separation. So. During the, the course of uh, the research that we did, I, I found it very notable that there was a lot of similarities between Berkeley County and Hampshire County. And what you just stated was pretty much the biggest distinction between the two is when they actually became part of the state. Yeah. Um, 1863 unofficially, officially 1866. It came down to the residents of the counties, Jefferson and Berkeley, you know, after the Civil War, I mean, th- during the war. Three out of four people were Confederate. Okay. And they didn't agree with the, you know, separation from Virginia. So when the war was over, like, we don't recognize that. Right. You know, they didn't even recognize the country, period. (laughs) You know, and uh, Abe Lincoln was instrumental in West Virginia becoming a state. So they definitely didn't want to be part of West Virginia. So they're like, no, we're Virginia. And Virginia had no problem with that. So West Virginia took them to the Supreme Court in a trial, and Supreme Court ruled in favor of West Virginia. So West Virginia joined, or uh, Berkeley and Jefferson County joined the state three years after the rest of the state was created. Wow, a little bit hard-headed and stubborn they were back then. They didn't want to give up. <laughs> so how exactly did the county get its name? Well, okay, so locally it's, it's undecided. Uh, it's on, in honor of Norborn Berkeley, who was the colonial governor of Virginia. Some think it's in honor of Sir William Berkeley, uh, the governor for a different governor of Virginia, but, uh, it's, it's right on some of the historic signs along the road in Berkeley County. It's Norborn Berkeley. So that's what we're going to go with. That's what I'd always heard too. And, uh, I did find that interesting that there was actually another governor that had the same last name. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. So they get their name, They and uh, the county's created in 1772. Can you tell us a little bit about who the first settlers in the county were? Well, they were natives. So, you know, what kind of tribes were in there? Well, let's see. The Iroquois Confederacy 
that that consisted of the Mohawk tribes, uh, Onondagas, the Cayugas, Onitas, and Senecas. Uh, they were there, and then uh, the Tuscaroras were there too. So uh, the Hurons, a lot of different Native American tribes were there. Uh, the white settlers came in in the very early 1700s, most notably Morgan Morgan. His parents liked uh, their last name so much, they named their kid Morgan. So Morgan <laughs> Morgan, he built a cabin there in 1726. So he is West Virginia's overall first permanent settler. And it just happens to be in Berkeley County. That's really cool. Now, they have uh, a monument, I believe, don't they, out there to uh, commemorate that? Yeah, they do. And, I, you know, the thing is, I think that the cabin's uh, historic site sign says 1731. So I'm not sure about that. I researched it and it was 1726. So maybe the cabin that's there was 1731, but he had one before. Right, I'm not sure. right. And uh, what was the importance of the county? Uh, Let's just say the Civil War, during the Civil War era. Mostly the B&O Railroad. It was also a crossroads between uh, who who they, you know, were, were hoping would win. You know, there was a lot of mixed uh, emotions there when it came to North and South. So, you, you know, you hear in history class, it, was, uh, it, had, it had to do with slavery. Right. That's true, but slavery was involved with the way the South uh how their economy was built. Okay. So the South's economy wasn't necessarily the same as the North's. Correct. You know, Southing, the South was a lot of farming. North was a lot of manufacturing. So Berkeley County, more so than most counties in the state, there was a lot of flat farmable land. So that's why they wanted the Confederacy to win because that's what they depended on as far as their economy was with slavery. So that's why they didn't really want to come back to West Virginia. You know, they're like, no, we're Confederate. Even though they lost, they still viewed themselves as Confederates, most of them. Right. They didn't want to change their lifestyles, probably scared that everything that they had known was going to be completely upended. Right. So, you know, kind of like uh, what we said with Romney uh, and and other places, the Martinsburg uh, especially changed hands a lot. It was an important hub for the B and O railroad. Matter of fact, there's a, a roundhouse in Martinsburg that exists still today, built in 1848. Such a neat, neat place to go look at. And uh, right next to it's the modern Mark train stop where, you know, residents of Martinsburg or Berkeley County in general get on, they go work in Washington, DC. They ride it every day. That's awesome. Now, when did the townships form in Berkeley County? The townships? Yeah, the townships. Uh, well, 1863, but it turned to uh, uh, magistrate districts in 1872. Uh, Arden, Falling Water, Gerardstown, Hedgesville, Martinsburg, Mill Creek, and O'Pecken. Most recently uh, redivided between 1990 and 2000 became uh, Adam Stevens, Norburn, uh, Potomac, Shenandoah, Tuscarora, and Valley. That's actually pretty interesting that it would be redivided so recently. You know, that, yeah. that's kind of odd. Well, that, that honestly, Jerry, that shows you how much they're growing. You know what I mean? So with growth comes change. And Berkeley County, it's the fastest growing county in the state. You know, um, Jefferson, uh, Berkeley, Mon counties, they're all, you know, rapidly growing. What are some of the more notable features uh, as far as the landscape goes in the county of, of Berkeley? Uh, Third Hill Mountain. It's the tallest peak in the county. 
Uh, and of course, the Potomac River, it's dominant in that county, along with a lot of the eastern panhandle. And uh, 53 farmland easements uh, places permanent restrictions on development covering over 5,100 acres. So that's important. And, uh, of course, I-81, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, U.S. Route 11, which follows I-81. That's incredible. Now, Berkeley County seems like they continue to grow uh, exponentially since the 80s. Uh, what can you share with us? about the change that they have experienced out there? Well, a lot of it has to do with industry. You know, if you have a lot of far, a lot of farmable land, that means you have a lot of flat ground. So, you know, uh, large nucleus-type uh, manufacturing facilities are out there, you know, because they can build them. It's easily built. So Procter & Gamble recently opened up a plant in uh, Tabler Station Road. I think it's below – I think it's Bunker Hill in Wood area – and uh, employs several hundred people. You have the big place there in Hedgesville. It's a uh, Macy's and Bloomingdale's red- or, uh, distribution center. You know, these buildings are just overly massive. And there's a couple other ones, too. The old GM building, It's uh, I think it's Rust-Oleum now. Um, just so many different big, big buildings that, uh, you know, um, house jobs for a lot of the people that live in Berkeley County and surrounding counties. You know, it's kind of funny because, like you just stated about the amount of flat land, a lot of people have the misconception that West Virginia doesn't get business because the people aren't smart, they're not hard workers. Um, but it's more so the fact that the entire state is made up of a mountain range. And so, right. like you just said, it's hard for companies to come in and build because they got to flatten the land out first and foremost before they can put anything down on 90% of the ground. Yeah, you're right. And it, it gets expensive. Right. And it's time consuming. Well, But Berkeley County, especially along ID1, I can't stress that enough. ID1 dominates that county. So um, you have it's responsible for all the large buildings that, that provide hundreds and thousands of jobs to Berkeley County residents and surrounding counties, uh, airport. And, and all these shopping centers that you see. So why not live in a place like Berkeley County when you can just hop on the train and go work in D.C.? You know what I mean? I'm not saying that there's any jobs in Martinsburg, but I'm saying a lot of people from more expensive places to live, Fairfax County, Manassas County, they're moving farther west and picking up places like Berkeley County. Right, right. It's a it's a smart move by, by the citizens to, sure. to go to... Uh, the areas where, like you said, there's higher pay and then travel a little bit so that you can have a lower cost of living. Right. Let's talk about our uh, sponsors this week. Uh, Taylor's Farm Market, just minutes off of I-81, just like we mentioned, in Inwood, West Virginia, along with farm fresh produce and dairy. Taylor's offers the best local crafts, West Virginia wines, fresh baked goods, local meats, and West Virginia pride gear. Now open six days a week because at Taylor's Farm Market, we're going to grow on you. And while you're there, visit the Cider Press restaurant, rated number one in Inwood. Discover what everyone's been talking about. We feature gourmet, handcrafted sandwiches, signature soups, market fresh salads, pasta, steaks and seafood, fresh desserts, and so much more. Dealing up nightly supper plates, special starting at 4 o'clock. Give them a call today, 304 400-6178. Once again, 304-400-6178 at 187 Pilgrim Street in Inwood, West Virginia. 
I really hope you're happy because now I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this place is so cool. Big, long, red uh, building. It's got the market. It's got a gift shop. It's got all these different things. And then the restaurant there, the Cider Press, one of the most unique eating establishments in the state. That's crazy and sounds fantastic. What can uh, we say about the diversification of the ethnicity in this county, James? Well, like a lot of West Virginia, you have uh, German, Irish, English, and then you have uh, African and Italian as well. Um, but Berkeley County, growing rapidly, 122,000 people, and uh, people from all walks of life are starting to flood into Berkeley County. So just about anything you can think of, it's in Berkeley County. Now, from a political uh, aspect, we were talking about earlier about how a large portion was still siding with the South. Mm-hmm. Um, how do things look out there now? Are they more liberal since they're so close to D.C.? Or are they still very conservative? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, West Virginia has been a Democratic state up into the, the mid-60s. OK, um, West Virginia was instrumental in helping get John F. Kennedy elected. Uh, that race up until that point was the closest uh, between Nixon and Kennedy. And no one thought that uh, a mostly. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, Democratic. No, 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 no. Um, uh, Protestant. Yeah. Okay. Duh. <laughs> a mostly, see, this is not scripted at all. So, <laughs> uh, a mostly Protestant state, uh, they didn't think that would uh, a Protestant state would elect a Catholic president. And he won West Virginia. And that helped him propel over Nixon. So, uh, I remember an editorial cartoon of, of Kennedy. And of course, I don't like the stereotype, but we're going to use it. Kennedy's dressed up like a hillbilly. He's got a pick over his shoulder, and he's holding a gold nugget, and it says West Virginia primary, and it says there are there is gold in them there are hills. Now West Virginia, do we have gold? No, but uh, still JFK is the hillbilly because West Virginia helped him get elected. But that's where it stopped because once Kennedy uh, was assassinated in the '64 election, LBJ was up for. I guess you could call it re-election. He took over as vice president to president in 63. But uh, no, they didn't vote for him. So that it's been pretty much Republican ever since. Now, I'm not saying it's 100 percent. Right. But the majority is red. Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, how many communities uh, currently exist in Berkeley County? Well, 44 communities overall. But uh, you have one city in Martinsburg, one town, Hedgesville and two census-designated areas in Falling Waters and Inwood. I still get this stuff all mixed up. I'm not going to lie. I still struggle with cities, towns, you know, just based off of populations. I can't keep those numbers in my head. (laughs) Yeah, I'm with you. To me, they're all cities. It's like I drive through any place. I'm like, oh, look at this city. You know, right, it's right, got right. like five people in it, like Elk Garden or something, you know. So. Yeah, I, I think there's a, like a distinction, like uh, it's a it, it's a it's a village unless it has steeples or if it, it's a hamlet, if it, you know, if, if it doesn't have steeples, some some weird stuff like that. <laughs> but I think it has to do with elected officials, of course. OK, now. We just got done with an interview with Vicki Bullet, and she was absolutely magnificent. We loved that interview process, and we oh, love yeah. her. Yep. What are some other notable residents 
that uh, have come or still reside in, in that county at the current moment? Well, okay, sports, number one. You, you mentioned Vicky Bullitt. How about Scott Bullitt? Played for the Pirates, played for the Cubs uh, in the ni- um, early to mid-90s. Um, of course, if you're a WVU fan and you follow the basketball team, and if you don't, you should be ashamed of yourself. Amen to that. That means you're a Marshall fan, probably. Uh, but uh, Kevin Pitznagel, you know, played under John Beeline. He was instrumental in that big run uh, with, uh, who was it, Mike Ganzi and a couple others. But uh, Kevin Pitznagel, because here's why. Pitznagel was almost seven feet tall. You figured he'd be a paint dweller and just dominate. But no, he had a great outside shot. And I guess that's why he just wasn't defended when he was outside the arc. But he was a really, really good basketball player. And then Fulton Walker um, played at WU as a cornerback in football, played for the Dolphins, uh, played for the Raiders. So around the same time that uh, uh, Scott Bullitt was playing for uh, the – well, what I'm saying is is you got Kevin Pitznagel. It was kind of like a couple years ago. And then you had Scott Bullitt that was a couple years before that. And you go back to Fulton Walker. So Martinsburg's been well-represented in the professional sports arena for – many decades. Uh, but, you know, Martinsburg isn't just represented in sports. It's it, it represented music also. Uh, Robert Lee Castleman, you know him, Nashville singer-songwriter, actually won a Grammy Award for writing a song for Alison Krauss, uh, the lucky one. I think it's uh, Alison Krauss in the Union Station. I believe you're right. Yeah, but uh, you, you, if you ever hear him sing and play his, he plays acoustic, a lot of times when he does music, it's just acoustic and him singing. And he was kind of like Chris Stapleton before Chris Stapleton. You just get in there, get into YouTube, and just listen to some of his stuff. Also, singer-songwriter and two-time American Idol contestant Christian Lopez. Now, he's another one, just a, a really young guy, but the, his music style is so... I don't want to say old-fashioned because it makes it sound old fuddy-duddy, but it's not. It's really cool. Um, kind of in the way, like you see a fifties, uh, like a 57 Chevy and it's, you know, decked out and you're like, wow, that is super cool. He's kind of done the same thing. It's an older style of music and he's polished it up and it's really cool. Uh, I don't, the only way I can describe it is, I don't know if you listen to death cab for cutie, but it's kind of like they meet Richie Valens. Okay. That's the only way I can describe it because he's one of a kind and, and you can't really put him in a category. It's a non-genre type of music, kind of like Robert Lee Castleman as well. Yeah, and, and he's been recognized as one of the up-and-comers, and I know that he's touring right now. Um, I know this because I tried to reach out to him. I wasn't able to get <laughs> a luck. hold of him. <laughs> <laughs> Give it about 30 years. Yeah, but it never hurts to try. You just never know who you're going to be able to get a hold of. I also thought it was really cool when you were talking about the people that, you know, once again, we had Vicki Bullitt, her younger brother was Scott Bullitt, and Fulton Walker, and they were all on the same street. Yeah. That, that to me, is even more incredible. Not only are you pulling from the same town, but the same street produced three professional athletes. Right. That's, that's amazing. Yep. So... Yeah, well represented in the sports and music uh, communities, Martinsburg on the map, making it making it count. That's right. So also on the map, Jerry, uh, you, you look at uh, shop if if you like to shop. So many places to shop. You have all these big box stores, 
but you also have a great downtown shopping business district as well. I mean, a lot of craft stuff. A lot. There's a shop that sells African art. Thought it was neat. West Virginia glass. There's two chocolatier places there on uh, Queen Street, I think. Uh, just so many unique places. Comic book store. <laughs> I didn't think they had, still had those, but it, there it is. And then there's a store downtown called Wigs on Wheels. What the heck is that? <laughs> but it's it, but it's rated high. It's it's a neat neat place. And then uh, you know with that whole trying to shatter the negative stereotype uh, associated with, with with West Virginia. How about this? Earth-based cafe. It's 100% vegan, 100% plant-based, and their food, it, you just couldn't recognize that it's vegan. Oh, wow. You know what I mean? You got the cheese steaks right there and the burgers. They have chili cheese dogs and all this other stuff, Reuben sandwiches, and you just – you you couldn't even tell that it was vegan looking at the picture, and uh, some of the guys that I know, I, I showed them. How, what what do you think of this? Well, it looks good. I'm like, it's vegan. What? That's right, it's vegan. So, uh, Earth based, founded in 2020, the Earth based cafe has quickly become known for revolutionizing the way people eat and enjoy vegan food. They take pride in their ability to prove that plant based foods are delicious and most enjoyable. And I'm telling you right now, the misconception is if you're a vegan, you're wasting away to nothing. You don't look healthy. Right. Go meet the owner. Go meet the owner. Okay. He's a big boy. He shows you that if you eat vegan, you're eating good. Well, I'll tell you what, it, when I think of vegan, I always think of like tofu and stuff like that. But just off of the pictures, I, I, I try it just because it looks just like everything else that you normally eat if you're not a vegan. And the prices, if you're wondering about prices, it's about the same as if you were getting the uh, meat-based stuff. Once again, speaking about food, visit the Cider Press Restaurant, rated number one in Inwood. Discover what everyone's been talking about. We feature gourmet, handcrafted sandwiches, signature soups, fresh market salads, pasta, steaks, and seafood, fresh desserts, and so much more. Dealing up nightly supper plate specials starting at 4 o'clock. Give them a call today, 304-400-6178 at 178 Pilgrim Street in Inwood. James, with that being said, what are some of the events that are coming up in Berkeley County that people might be interested in doing? Well, September 25th, it's Acoustic at the Woods. Uh, the Woods is a golf course uh, on the other side of Hedgesville going towards the mountains, a uh, beautiful golf course surrounded by a lot of residential. It is acoustic at the woods, 7 to 10 p.m. It, that is September 25th. Also on that date, all pumped up at the house. It's blindside at the pump house in Martinsburg. Two totally different genres there. Uh, on October 9th in Martinsburg, it's going to be the Dillon Farm Museum Fall Festival with Stony Creek Bluegrass Band. That starts at 11 a.m. The Berkeley County Recovery Fall Fun Fest uh, starts at 5 p.m., ends at 10. That's going to be at War Memorial Park. Also in Hedgesville, it's going to be Heritage Day from noon to 8. Uh, on That's going to be on Bodine Street, and they're going to offer live music and vendors. That's the, All that's on October 9th. October 15th, and check this out, Jerry, October 15th, K-Camp. The rapper from Atlanta is going to be there Friday, October 15th, 7 p.m. at Club Aura, October 15th. 
Uh, also on the 15th through the 17th in Martinsburg, it's going to be the 42nd annual Mountain State Apple Harvest Festival. Looking forward to that. It's going to be starting on Friday, 9 a.m., runs to Sunday, 4 p.m. And then on Halloween in Martinsburg, it's going to be the Ores Market Bluegrass Weekend, 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. And, of course, that's at Ores Farm Market. Otherwise, it wouldn't be called the Ores Farm Market Bluegrass Weekend, right? Right. So that's uh, that's your upcoming Berkeley County events. Well, I like it. And that, this place has got a lot going on. It's got a lot going for it. Always it always does. Always does. It's so busy. You know, that's one of the places that uh, the, the, the ravishing Mrs. Uh, James uh, and I, we, we like to go out between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we do our Christmas shopping out there. Now, that's quite a bit of a drive for us. But uh, one neat thing about Martinsburg is it's surrounded with these towns that are similar-sized that are in Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania. Um, You can go from Martinsburg to Winchester, Virginia in about 20 minutes, or you could drive north to Hagerstown in about 10. Chambersburg is about 25 minutes, and then Frederick, Maryland's about a half hour and Frederick's a big town. So, you know, uh, it's, it's like the, the best of all worlds when it comes to Christmas shopping, because all these towns have similar stores, Best Buy, well, they're out of it. Let's go to the one in Winchester or let's go to the one in Martinsburg. They're all within a couple minutes, you know? So Martinsburg's got a lot of things going for it. Work, diversity, good food, lots of places to shop. And, uh, it's it's growing at a rapid pace. It's it's busy, 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 but it still has the beautiful country scenic backdrop with it. You know, you can't beat it. It's big city living in a small town environment. You bet. Well, I don't have anything else for today, James. Well, I'd like to remind listeners to please email us with comments, questions, suggestions. We're at West Virginia Talk at Yahoo.com. West Virginia Talk at yahoo.com. Also, I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode. Once again, Taylor's Farm Market and visit the Cider Press restaurant at the Taylor's Farm Market. And that number there again, 304 400 6178. That's fantastic. So, with that being said, we're going to sign off. I'm Jerry. I'm James. And we hope you have a good one. And we look forward to talking to you next week.